play. Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is Cricket, and I'm here with Vaughn. Sort of. <laughs> he's only about half here. Um, he's not feeling great. Um, so if you hear him sniffling and snuffling, that's <coughs> see, yeah, you're already ruining the po- ruining the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Don't blow your nose on the. I didn't. If you have to do that, let me know, and I'll mute the mic. I didn't do it. <laughs> Hopefully this week will end up better than last week because last week we didn't have a podcast because I don't know how to use my new mixer and I completely screwed it up and we didn't have any content and so we didn't have a podcast last week. And it was very disappointing and I'm very sorry for anybody who listens in. Hopefully this week I've got it covered. We actually have really good sound. And I think you like accidentally figured out how to work it. I did. I was just like (laughs) randomly pushing buttons and then boom, it started working. So um, Percussion maintenance. (laughs) Maybe I should have hit it with something. Boy, that's really loud. Sorry. That's okay. That's that's the uh, that's the vape. That's the dog whistle vape. That's the dog. Yeah. Oh, I think we, we talked. We about talked it. about that last week, but of course we have no content, so nobody would know. So Vaughn has two vapes, and he's got. Hang on, I want to show him on the. I want to show him on the TikTok. Let me. Let me oh, okay, here. So he's got this one, which is a a, a smock, uh, with a is that a Valerian tank on it? Yeah. Yeah, so he's got a Valerian tank on this one. Uh, Really good bait. But then he got this one, which is an Aegis. He was replacing his old Aegis because this thing right here on the front, it actually just like fell off. And so the vape mod was not safe to use anymore. Right. And so he had to get another one. So this one, he's been using this whole time. No issues. You know, no trouble. The smoke one, or smock one. But then he brings this Aegis home, this brand new Aegis. <laughs> and he hits it for the first time, and the dog just goes ape shit, Just absolutely goes nuts. And starts barking at him and growling at him and, and just, like, won't get anywhere near him. And he's like, well, that's really weird. And he hits the vape again, and the dog does the same thing. And then he hits the other vape, and nothing happens. The dog is just like, whatever, with the other vape. And then he hits that Aegis again, and the dog just goes ape shit. So it, it makes some kind of noise. It's been a high pitched sound that we can't hear that he can't. It's got to be. It's it's got to be some some weird noise that it's. Because last weekend it was funny because uh, when I was playing online with cardboard, <laughs> I hit it one time and he heard the dog barking from the bedroom while you were asleep, <laughs> and he's like, "You better turn that off." <laughs> or no, he said, "You better quit using that." And he started laughing. Yeah, because so the dog doesn't like the vape. The, the dog is, is anti-vape, so. Well, he's anti-that vape. Anti-that vape. I don't I don't know what it is. It's it's got to be you know like the dog whistles. Yeah. It's it's got to be something like that, and he's he's hearing something that we're not hearing, so that's funny. But what do you want to talk about tonight? What do we got on the docket? I don't know. This is your your baby. You that's tell true. me. So, okay, so. We did have a, an amazing. Amazing meal tonight. Oh, my gosh. Did we ever. So, I was telling TikTok just a second ago before I actually turned on the podcast that we went to a restaurant here in downtown Little Rock called Cash. Not C-A-S-H. Yeah, it's C-A-C-H-E. Cash. Like cash cash of weapons or cash of cash, whatever. Anyway. Um, so it's one of those swanky restaurants that you only go to like once a year. <laughs> They're the ones you go to all the time. Just the only ones you can afford to go to once a year. Right. And we had the best meal. We had like for appetizers, we had escargot. 
which was just it, it oh. came out with these little these little bruschettas, and you put the little you put the little escargot on top of the little bruschetta and you eat it like that. It was just oh, it was great. I can't even describe the taste of it because it was sublime. <laughs> it was buttery, wonderful. It was, yeah, it, it was the escargot was was great. The calamari was that's the best calamari I've had the too. Calamari was good because you know you have to be really careful with calamari because it's one of those things that you can screw up really easily. Um, if, if it comes out and it's not really hot enough or it hasn't been cooked properly, it'll get rubbery really easily. And that's the first time I ever had calamari that was breaded the way theirs was. It was almost like it was breaded in cornmeal, wasn't it? It was like it was breaded like catfish. Yeah, yeah, but it was but it was really good. And their marinara was really good. And Vaughn does not like marinara. Nope. So the fact that he liked this marinara was just like completely out of character for him. He, he does not like marinara at all. That's why I like thin crust pizza because there's not a whole lot of marinara on it. Right. And uh, so we had that, and then, and then the entrees came out, and he got salmon, and I got I scallops. got the blackened salmon. The blackened salmon. Now, tell them what you almost got, <laughs> because this is, this is my favorite part. Hello. Well, okay, the chef's special. special was blackened sea bass. Blackened sea bass. And, of course, Cricket over here didn't put two and two together. <laughs> But as soon as he said that, I had to bite my tongue because I almost asked him, are they ill-tempered? <laughs> <laughs> or were they ill-tempered? He could have gotten an ill-tempered sea bass. <laughs> um, and, uh, Did they have lasers on their heads? <laughs> maybe that's what killed the sea bass was the lasers. That maybe, all maybe that's why they're black and the laser blew up. There you go. I like that idea. But uh, next time we go, we might get the black and sea bass. And, and make sure that they're ill-tempered. Yeah. I bet it makes the meat nice and tender. Now, this is one of those restaurants, too, now, that we asked them. They had, like, the regular menu. And we asked the waiter if, or the server. Yes, the server. If they did, like, a chef's tasting menu. Mm-hmm. Where they bring out the courses. Yeah. And he's like, yes, we do, but we can't do it tonight because the head chef isn't here. Um... I can bring you the menu and show you what it is, but apparently they just run the restaurant and the chef comes in only when requested to the head chef mm-hmm. comes in. Cause they said we had to give them like at least a 24 hour notice or 40 hour notice, 24 to 48 hour notice to get this tasting menu to make sure that the chef has enough time to make sure he has got everything ready and ready to prepare for you when you come in. And so it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven courses on it. Because I took I took a picture of it, um, so that I would have a picture of this tasting menu. So right. it, has, it starts out with the amuse bouche, which it doesn't say what that is. It's the chef's inspiration. So the chef comes up with your appetizer, comes up with your 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 meal, your starter. initial starter. And then you have uh, caviar, which is and an gently cooked salmon, braised leeks, poached egg. Lemon Bure Blanc, and it also has a um, wine pairing with each one of these. And then the next course is the... <coughs> bless Sorry. Bless you. Oh. The next course is the Chilean Sea Bass with potato. <coughs> you know, I can mute the mic when you do that. Oh. More to come, I'm sure. If you warn me, I can mute the mic. I was trying to warn you, but you kept yakking, so okay, keep, anyway. t- keep talking. The Chilean sea bass is the next one. Uh, then after that is the pork tenderloin with a fig glaze, chopped spinach, and risotto. 
And then after that, this is my favorite course, and I can't wait to have it. Oh, yeah. I already know what one it is. I didn't even look at it. Your duck. duck. Because we have had duck from one of these types of menus before that was so... How would you describe this duck? It melted in your mouth. Like when you, you ate you, it, it melted. Yeah, you needed no knife or anything. Yes. I mean, it just... It pulled apart like a really good... Like a really well done... Like brisket, you know, those just fall mm-hmm. apart. That's how that duck was. It was good. And I imagine that this is probably similar to that. It comes with par- parsnips puree, sautéed asparagus, cabernet pearl, or cabernet pearl onions. And then after the pan-seared duck, you get filet mignon. And then after that, for the dessert, you get creme brulee. And that's the tasting menu. And with all the different courses. And uh-huh, like my mouth is watering just... <laughs> So, on our anniversary in January, we will have been married for 15 years. Somehow, I have put up with Vaughn, his stinky ass. I think that's the other way around. (laughs) I've managed to put up with you for 15 years. (laughs) However you want to look at it. But on that day, I think we're going to go back to this restaurant. We're going to give the chef a couple of days notice, and we're going to go. Well, you better start hooking on a street corner or something so we can afford that shit. I know, right? You know that. You know it's expensive when they don't put the price on the menu. They don't put the prices on the menu. So you know it's just like, oh my God. But we're going to save up between now and then. And we're going to save up. And we're going to see how much money we can get together. And then we're going to go to this place. Because, holy crap. On a cracker. I want to have some of that pan seared duck. I wonder if you can order because the, the duck wasn't on the menu. It wasn't. So I wonder if you can order duck or if that's something that's only on the menu. Probably only on that chef's menu. Maybe. But I had a really good cocktail, too. It, um, it was called the number nine. It came out in one of the little cocktail glasses and everything. It was in Vaughn. Oh, shit. <laughs> Vaughn's drink was so strong that he drank about a fourth of it, and he was hammered. I wasn't hammered, but I was already feeling it. I was like, holy shit. Well, I had no food in my stomach. I drank, like, maybe a quarter of this thing or a third of it, and it was Something- just... Something that Ooh. you have to understand about Vaughn. It hit me. He is 6'3", 280. He's a big guy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for shedding off a few pounds for me. I appreciate that. He's 6'3", 280. He's a big guy. Well, I'll, I'll take that 280. Because <laughs> I weigh more he than that. He is such a cheap drunk. Such a cheap drunk. He'll drink two beers and just be feeling it. Well, I don't drink a lot. I know. I drink a couple of beers on the weekend and that's it. It's, it's great because, you know, cheap drunks are the best because they're cheap. So I like it. Um, let's see. I, I want to try that other restaurant we drove by, too. Which one? Uh, Diablo's. Oh, yeah. Mexican restaurant. I saw a thing, uh, like a couple of pictures on their website. They did a, uh, what is it? They have like a little tasting thing. Uh-huh. But, okay, like you remember we went to the brewing company in East Texas, and they brought out that little... The flight. A little flight that had like four or five different beers on there. Mm-hmm. They have one like that, but it looks like it's like some kind of mixed drink, and there was like eight of them on there. Oh, nice. I was like, ooh. And one of them had a jalapeno on it. That really piqued my interest. If you guys hear a bunch of thumping, that's our upstairs neighbors and their elephant. Yeah. So I apologize if you can hear that on the podcast. And let's see. Oh, I have an interesting story from um, NPR. I thought it was cute. Do you like penguins? 
I mean, I don't have any thought about them either which way they're a penguin. So, penguins, are their natural habitat is in Antarctica. And then you might find a few penguins on the southernmost tip of South America. But mostly Antarctica, right? Okay. This one found itself 3,100 miles from Antarctica in New Zealand. It had floated and or swam 3,100 miles from its home. Well, look at its eyes. Something was chasing it. <laughs> <laughs> it was dehydrated and, and like, malnourished, obviously, because it hadn't eaten while it was in the water or whatever. But they gave it, like, a little, a little fish smoothie to make it feel better. And they gave it intravenous fluids. But isn't that crazy that it would just, like, show up in New Zealand? I'm saying, I'm looking at that picture. That that that. I don't know if that's the penguin. If it is, that penguin has those eyes say it's that that thing has seen some shit. It has seen some shit. <laughs> it's like all bug eyes, like. Ugh. <laughs> well, he has been out in the ocean. There's a lot of scary shit out there. <laughs> He's lucky he didn't get eaten by a shark. Let's see. The first sighting of a penguin in New Zealand was in 1962. It was a dead penguin, and then a live one was spotted in 1993, and then now this year another one. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Um, now, this thing is saying that, let's see, study, scientists studied the genetics of 18 species of modern-day penguins and revealed last year that 22 million years ago, penguins came from the coast of Australia, New Zealand, and nearby islands in the South Pacific. So they came from that area and then moved to Antarctica. So maybe he was going back home. Well, he zigged when he said he zagged. He went the wrong way. <laughs> but he made it. I'm just saying his his GPS coordinates are off. <laughs> I don't want to watch this YouTube video about Kyle Rittenhouse. Are we going to talk about that little fucker? Well, really the only thing you need to say is that the best lawyer he's got on his side is a judge. Yeah, I'm kidding. Did you hear about that crap where he had the uh, the judge had every, everybody in the courtroom clap for Veterans for Day? Veterans Day, but it was for a defense witness. Well, which, it wasn't for it wasn't really for the defense witness. It was when he found out that the next witness was was a veteran. He said we should applaud all veterans. But that unnecessarily prejudices the jury yeah. toward the defense. Well, and, and like, it, it gets in your brain, you know, when you're yeah. when you're asked to do something like that, it gets in your brain that this is a somebody I should support. Well, it's like, like it's like that other trial where those three guys chased down that black guy and killed him. Yeah, Ahmaud Aubrey. Yeah, did you yeah. hear what the the I guess the defense attorney said? Mm. Well, Al Sharpton showed up and sat with the family one day. Okay. And somebody else sat with them a different day, mm-hmm. and they're allowed to have one guest with them. Each time they go in. Mm-hmm. Well, this attorney said, you know, they're parading these people, which is to uh, say it's going to influence the jury. Right. And said, you know, if Sharpton is their, is, their pre- is their preacher, that's fine. But we don't need to keep having all these different black preachers coming in here every day. A different black, pre- a black preacher. Hmm. And Sharpton's like, so what if, so they can have white preachers coming in? Or just the black ones? 
But the, the, he said <laughs> in court, he had told the judge that he didn't want any more black them to bring any more black preachers in. Well, that um, sounds a little racist to me. Yeah, a little bit. Just, just, of course, that just, judge is like completely 180 from the other one we were talking about because he was just like, no, I'm not telling that. <laughs> well, this judge during the Rittenhouse thing has said things to the prosecution in front of the jury that are unnecessarily prejudicial. Yeah, he's influencing the jury. He is influencing the jury. And I just wonder if they... I mean, I know that the defense is going for a mistrial. Like, I know that. But I think... Well, but they're going a, for a mistrial, mistrial with, with pre- prejudice. So yeah. he can't be tried again. But I think the judge is helping them out with that. But if the judge is unnecessarily prejudicial... Can't that, like, go for a mistrial and they get a new judge and get a new jury? Well, that's why the prosecution was also going for a mistrial. Yeah, well, um, they need to. They need to get a mistrial because this is this is absolutely... Oh, okay, so when, when the judge got on to the prosecution at the beginning of the trial for using the word victim, I get that. Right. Because you don't want to unnecessarily prejudice a jury against a client who has the presumption of innocence. So I get that. But some of the stuff that he's done since then, it kind of really feels like he's on the side of the defense. Yeah. And, and the judge should not, like, you shouldn't know. Well, I mean, he had a, his phone rang during court. And it was the one of the Trump campaign songs. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm proud to be an American. I mean, yeah, Trump used it during his campaign, and the guy well, who wrote it. Well, if he used it during his campaign, then it's ruined anyway. Well, yeah. everything that that man touches is ruined, which sucks. Oh, excuse me. Uh huh. <laughs> I guess I should have muted my mic for that one. Right. You should have warned yourself. <laughs> But somebody was saying, too, that could you imagine if a black guy killed or shot three white people and killed two of them Mm -hmm. with an Mm AR-15 and then in court said the reason he bought the Mm AR-15 was because it looked cool? Mm -hmm. Well, under the same circumstances, a black man with an AR-15 in a riot situation going toward the police... Would have never made up, it to the car. They'd have shot him dead. It wouldn't have been a situation where he would have been allowed to come back through police lines and then go home after having shot three people. They would have just mowed him down. No, he wouldn't. They, Rittenhouse wasn't allowed to go home. He was instructed. He was sent home. Because he actually did walk up to the police and say, I was just involved in a shooting. And he said, well, they told him, well, you need to go home and get out of here. Okay, so we've got somebody on TikTok um, asking uh, Trump or Biden. Uh, Trump or Biden what? Neither. Neither. I, I don't like either of them. I like Biden. I like Trump a whole lot less than I like Biden. 
but neither one of them was my choice. I voted for Elizabeth Warren in the primaries, and the only reason I voted for Biden was because he was the only option to vote for aside from Trump. Right. And there was no way in hell I was voting for Trump, and I was absolutely not going to throw my vote away by not voting. But honestly, it's neither. It's neither Trump nor Biden. I, I, yeah. I'm so irritated with Biden, it's not even funny. And, and that's what I think is funny anything. because you'll hear so many Trump people say, well, I don't see everybody on TikTok and Facebook praising Biden. I mean, where's all the the glory y'all have with him? And it's like, he's a politician, dude. He's not our... He's not our Lord and Savior. Yeah, he's not our second coming. Yeah. I mean, you guys worship at the altar of Trump. We just hired Biden to do a job, and honestly, he's doing a piss-poor job at it. He's done a few decent things, but well, he's gotten he got a hundred million people vaccinated in like fifty days, which is nuts. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Crazy. That that was a great accomplishment. That was a that was a really good accomplishment. And then um, he's done a few little things here and there, but like the major things that he want that he was supposed to do, like the infrastructure and to build it back better, and you yeah, know, but how much of that can you put on him though? All of it. He can't control what Mansion does. Bullshit. You don't think that uh, that freaking um, McConnell. McConnell has everybody under his wing by the gonads, and he gets them to walk in lockstep? Do you think somebody like Ted Cruz, who thinks he's God incarnate, would do what McConnell tells him to do if McConnell didn't have some shit on him? And you can't tell me that freaking um, who who runs the Senate? Uh, Grassley is it? Um, no. Who runs the Senate right now? Anyway, you can't tell me that that guy can't get his people in line. Apparently not. Well, the thing is that that they're having to treat him with kid gloves because he keeps threatening to leave the party if they pressure him too much. Here's the deal: and if they do that, then it goes back to McConnell anyway. Yeah, I know, and and it's almost worth it. Let him leave the party. Fuck it. Let him leave the party. Okay. At least stand up for something. Because why do you need some little wishy-washy piece of shit like Mansion or Cinema anyway? All right? If these guys are not going to get in, in, in line and do some things to actually help some people, what's the good of having them? He is terrified of losing votes in West Virginia. But it's West Virginia. I mean, why is it bringing the entire country to a halt? These plans that Biden has... And these plans that the Democrats have are good. And when you tell people what are in these bills, people love them. People love the stuff that's in the bills. They love the fact that, you know, you've got free childcare. They love the fact that you've got elder care. They love the fact that you've got infrastructure, building roads and building bridges. They love after-school care, uh, free lunches for all the stuff. If you break down all these parts of the bills, people love it. Even people in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. So why are we letting this one little dipshit piss all over it? Well, what did he say? Uh, he said, uh, you can't try to fix all the world's problems with one bill, and that's what they're trying to do with this one. No, this isn't fixing all the world's problems. But you know I, what I'm just doing? telling you what he no, said. No, I understand that, but, but this is not fixing all the world's problems. But it's <coughs> getting us a step closer. It's a damn good start. It's a damn good start. And the, what, what irritates me the, the most about cinema and, and mansion is that what was the original bill? $1.6 trillion? 
over 10 no, years. No, it was is more not, than that. It's not that much money over 10 years. We spend way more than that on the military every single year. Um, I, I can't remember what the, what the number was, but Manchin said he wanted it cut to $1.3 trillion, but he never said what he wanted cut. He just wanted it cut. Like, he didn't care what programs got cut. He just wanted less. Right. And he wasn't able to articulate exactly what he wanted to see changed. Well, I thought he's the one that did, and Cinema's the one that wouldn't. Cinema won't come out and talk to reporters. Manchin doesn't have a real clear... He'll talk oh, okay. to reporters, but he, he won't tell them exactly what he wants. He's just like, well, we just want less. It's just too much money. It's just too much money. Yeah, okay, so what do you want cut? Do you want to cut child care? Well, no, we don't want to cut that. Okay, then what do you want to cut? You know, he's just he's just this little wishy-washy piece of shit. And I hope he gets voted out of office, and I hope they actually get a socialist in there to replace him. Even though they won't, because when he drops out of office, they're going to get a Republican back in there, and then we're going to lose. Because what's going to happen is Joe Biden is going to be a one-term president. It's, it's, right. Manchin, has, Manchin and Cinema have guaranteed that Joe Biden is going to be a one-term president. And the Senate and the House are going to flip in 2022. Biden is going to lose in 2024. And either Trump or one of the kids is going to take over again. Or, oh, shit, DeSantis. Ugh. Can you imagine DeSantis as president? Gross. He definitely wants to be. Oh. He wants to be. uh, Ted Cruz wants to be. Marco Rubio wants to be again. Would you stop that? I'm going to turn the camera so people can see it. No, we'll get taken down. <laughs> I don't want to get taken down off TikTok. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the Democrats. I'm so tired because they're, they're so piss poor at doing their jobs. If there's one thing that Republicans know how to do, it's how to get shit done in government that they want to get done. Yeah. It's all awful stuff. But at least they know how to get it done. I mean, there's nobody better at controlling a group of people than McConnell. Except for maybe Pelosi. Pelosi knows how to get some people walking the lockstep. Yeah. She's good at that. But she's not in the Senate. Nope. Anyway, what else? What else we got? Ooh. Let's see. Steve Bannon is back in the news again. Oh, Britney is free. Britney Spears conservatorship. Who's Britney Spears? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Who's Britney Spears, he asks. Sarcastically. Um, no, she... Um, She's been under a conservatorship for 13 years and didn't know that she was allowed to request that the conservatorship end because she had a terrible lawyer who her father had gotten for her who was working for her father but being paid for by her because she is the cash cow. Right. And she, what's the, the crazy thing about it is the type of conservatorship that she's under is the kind of conservatorship you get for people who are in comas. Damn, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, or, or who have such severe brain damage that they can't function on their own. And 
there is no person under the type of conservatorship that she was under who can actually support themselves. But she's been supporting herself and everybody else around her for the last 13 years. Because she puts out a new fragrance every year. <laughs> she puts out, yeah. she's put out four albums in the last 13 years. So I forgot. Crazy. So I forgot all about her having that fragrance, the fragrance line. Yeah, well, she's got, she's got like 13 different fragrances. Damn. She makes a lot of money. Well, her dad makes a lot of money. Well, yeah, her she dad made a lot of money off of it. But her dad made a lot of money off of it. But. But so since she's free of that, she'll start getting that now, right? Yes. Her her, her estimated worth is somewhere between fifty and sixty million dollars, right? But that does not include intellectual property. Well, she could be worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Once they include the intellectual property. But Jamie Spears has been undercutting how much she is worth. And Jamie is her mother, correct? Jamie's the father. Jamie's the father. And okay. he is an absolute raging piece of shit. Because he he saw an opportunity to put her under this conservatorship. And he did it. And he didn't let her go. And what the crazy thing about it, the type of conservatorship she's under... You have to have a psychiatrist sign off on a specific plan for the conservatorship. Uh-huh. There is a document that you have to have filled out by a psychiatrist in order to have the conservatorship start and have it continue. And back in 2008, when Jamie started this conservatorship for Brittany, right. he was asked to produce that paper. And he's like, okay, I'll produce it for you. And then never did. Well, that's not suspicious at all. Yeah, and so like, it almost feels like the judge was in on it, and like, like the whole thing, and like everybody was in on it. But <laughs> oh, you're trying to look. Look at this comment right here. What? They're trying to say I'm fat. Who did? This person right here. Isn't it cute that they think that that's actually harmful? Look, see. Why would he ask when you're due when all you can see in your camera is your tits? I know, right? <laughs> but what cracks me up is that people, like people, when they troll my, when they troll my TikTok and stuff like that, they're like, "Oh, you need to call Weight Watchers. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do that. You look like you eat. You, you look like you. What was one of them? Um, you look like you enjoy standing in front of the fridge or something like that. I can't read something along those lines. Why would anyone stand? What enjoy standing in front of the fridge? I know, right? Just like looking for food. But I, I wouldn't like, want to stand in front of the fridge. I don't even like taking food out of it. He's like, or he said something about you. You sure do look like you enjoy eating, or something like that. I was like, yeah, I I do. What like what's it to you? <laughs> of course, I enjoy eating. <laughs> well, if you don't eat, you die. So. And what cracks me up about this jackass asking congratulations? When are you due? Is like I've already lost like a pant size and four inches on my waist from this job. In the last four months. Well, usually people make jokes like that when they're too stupid to put in a legitimate comment. Yeah. They revert to name-calling and stuff like that because that's as high as their intellect goes. Right, right, yeah. He's, he's actually too stupid to come up with an actual insult. Right. Because that's not an insult. What if I was due? Like, what if I was pregnant? Right. would be like, oh, well, that's cool, you know. Some people are just dumb. <laughs> this guy is dumber than most. 
He's too dumb for me to even block him. Like, I don't even care. Oh, apparently Taylor Swift is on uh, Saturday Night Live tonight. Oh, really? She just released, you know, she's been releasing her albums because she got control over her uh, over her intellectual property. Would you turn that off? I'm turning it down. Shut up. Um, anyway, she got control over her intellectual property, and now she has the ability to make stuff and profit off of it instead of her, uh, like, her people profiting off of it. And um, so she is taking all of the all of the albums that she's done and she's like re-releasing them, like re-recording them the way she wants to do it and then re-releasing them. And she just released um, re-released Red, which is one of her one of her best albums. And people are having like all kinds of feelings about it. Oh my goodness. I'm ready for that uh, total change of subject here. Yeah, go for it. But the the movie with with uh, Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds that's gonna be uh, good. Uh, red, red, red some, something. Red Notice. Red Notice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, we ought to watch it because it's on Netflix now. We need to watch Ten Rings too. We need I, to watch Ten Rings. Because I saw that it's on Disney. Yeah. Now, when does the uh, Hawkeye come out? Oh, it's not for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. But Agatha is getting her own series, which is cool. They're doing a lot of stuff with Marvel, and I'm very excited. Well, Marvel's got the good writers, so. Yeah. Oh, Marvel has the writers that um, DC wishes they had. Yeah. (laughs) Fourth stimulus check update. Child tax credit. Let's see. Who watches 90 Day Fiance? Do you you don't watch that? No. You should watch that. It is such good trash TV. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love 90 Day Fiance. Let's see. Hi, welcome. Fanboy Prelsey. Paint that Oval Office pink because America is ready for a femboy president. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm like all for it. Go ahead and paint that thing pink. Let's let's get somebody. <laughs> I you know I. Do you know that there has never been an atheist president? And That's did you not surprising. Ne- yeah, there's never been an atheist president. There's never been a president that didn't identify as a Christian. And there's only been, let's see, no, 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 I take that back. Let's see, JFK was JFK was the first Catholic president, and everybody freaked out because he was Catholic because they thought, oh, well, if he's Catholic and he gets into the White House, he's only going to answer to the Pope, and he won't do like he won't do what what needs to be done for the country. But can you imagine? Everybody freaked out when we had a black president. We've never had a female president. There are Middle Eastern countries that have had female presidents, and America can't even get that one right. And can you imagine having an atheist president or a non-binary president or a gay president? You know, just somebody who doesn't fit into this white, cisgendered, no, okay, well, here, here's a scenario for you, or two scenarios. Which would you rather have? Yes, I do like mac and cheese. Thank you. 
say if the president turned you know, is a gay president, right? Okay. We have one. All right, so we have a gay president. Okay. Does would you rather people elect the first gay president, or would you rather have the first gay president get elected and go? Hey, I'm gay. Hi. <laughs> you know, what would be better? Oh, I don't know. That would be awesome if, like, okay, all right. So inauguration is at twelve o'clock. And he comes out. The they bring like a little door, and it's, and it's got a label on it that says closet. And he closet. comes out of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. He okay. So he he takes the oath of office, and he is officially the president, and nobody can take that away from him from that moment on. And then he reaches into his pockets and just pulls out just a shit ton of glitter and goes, "Guess what, motherfuckers!" <laughs> right. It just rains glitter down on the crowd. <laughs> Rips off his tux and he's got like a pink shirt underneath. <laughs> oh, no, the tie dye where they pull it through the top and it's tied. <laughs> and he goes oh up to the podium. <laughs> that would be the best. We're going to go from the best to the worst here. I just saw a TikTok video. Okay. That this dude's having a really bad day. He's on a flight, and he looks out, and he's like right over the the, the landing gears. Uh huh. And he can see that the middle of the landing gear is getting really red. So he's taking a picture. He's taking a video of it. Uh huh. And then, as they are taking off, if you watch, see how it's getting all red. <gasps> and then they like take off into the air, uh -huh. and at that point they're screwed. <gasps> and then the landing gear wheel falls off. <laughs> Well, you can still land. It's just going to be a really bumpy landing. Whew. Somebody did not check that. That must be Spirit Airlines. Right. <laughs> Thank you for the likes, Sir Politics. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying the show. Charlie Haas reveals why he wants a match with Chris Jericho. Do you know anything about this? Do what? Charlie Haas reveals why he wants a match with Chris Jericho. Um, Who's Charlie Haas? Hi, Hannah. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Nice to see you. Charlie Haas was a mid-card wrestler from a while back. Let's see. Former WWE superstar Charlie Haas took to Facebook to further elaborate on why... <coughs> Hang on. Where, which one is your mic? I can, I can mute it. Sorry. Do I need to mute it again? I don't know yet. Okay, you know. <laughs> You're from the Car Oh, Hannah is from the Caribbean. Nice. Is it nice down there? Probably better than it is here. It's got to be better than it is here. It's balls ass cold outside here. Yeah, I was it's not expecting it. Like 30 that. degrees tonight. Let's see. Former WWE superstar Charlie Haas took to Facebook to further elaborate on why he wants to have a match with AEW superstar Chris Jericho in the near future. Haas also showed a recent picture of his physique, which shows that he's been training and working hard to get back into ring shape. He said, it's over when I say it's over. To those that support me, thank you. To the haters, thank you. I love to prove you wrong. I've worked too hard. I've wrestled all over the world. I've wrestled the best that there is in this era. I've never wrestled the GOAT. At I am Jericho. I want to see where I fall, or I may just want to see how great I am. Hmm. You know, I, I like the spunk. Well, I still say Jericho's the goat. 
Well, he I was mean, always, always like Jericho because he's all he is so freaking talented. Well, he's good on the mic. He's good in the ring. No, he's excellent on the mic, and he's excellent in the ring. He's not good. There's a difference. Ooh. <laughs> but you don't have many people that have both. Okay. You know, because well, okay, like so take like the- Cena and The Rock, both of them top tier people on the mic. Excellent on the mic. Worst in-ring performers you've ever seen. Rock does two things. He punches and he kicks. And he's got like one little goofy-ass right. shit at the end. But what, what, everything what in the has, middle is horrible. But what The Rock has going for him is showmanship. Well, he's I will say one thing. He knows how to sell that stunner. He can take a stunner better than anybody. <laughs> so, Rock has the best. He takes the stunner the best. But you know the worst stunner I ever saw was when um, when Stone Cold gave the stunner to uh, oh crap what is her name um, Vince McMahon's wife Linda Linda McMahon took the worst stunner I have ever seen in my entire life it was awful she just kind of like laid there it was not it was not good TV at all no. But yeah, The Rock can sell the stunner better than anybody because he flops over. <laughs> he flops around the ring like a damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Vince McMahon can take a stunner like a champ. Uh, sometimes he can take it pretty good. A lot of times he looks like it was a complete surprise to him and he wasn't ready to <laughs> prepare for it. So who's your favorite bad guy right now? Favorite heel? Yeah, who's your favorite heel right now? Right now. Now, okay, now hang on. Randy Orton is a perennial favorite because he is just really good at playing a heel. Yes. And and he is one of those rare few that when he takes a face turn, he doesn't change personas. Well, he's changed more in the past. But he doesn't now. But now he's still a face or a baby face. But he's not the good guy baby face. You know? Because, like, he'll be in there with some other faces. Like, they they were tag, teaming up with somebody else. And then uh, after the match was over, you know, he, he RKO'd his, the, the other guy that was in there with his team. Right. And so it's like, and his teammate's like, see, that's why we don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Because he RKO's them all. <laughs> yeah, he just he keeps RKOing people. <laughs> but I, I, that's what I do like about him. He's really good at doing that. So, but as far as the my favorite heel, it was bad. As like the best heels or faces right now. Like who? Like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is really good. He's another one that's good on the mic and good in the ring. Yeah. Like weirdly, like that, that little that little fat. The little fat fucker shouldn't be able to do the stuff no. in the ring that he's able to do. But he should be... I know everybody wants a face turn for a while because you get more money off of merchandise sales because you're not going to sell a whole lot of shit as a heel. Right. But he needs to go back to being a heel because mm-hmm. he is really a such a good heel character. He really is. Now, what I'm surprised of is how good of a heel character Roman Reigns is turning out to be. But Roman Reigns is one of those guys that they just, like, they 
pushed on people and they tried to make him a star and everybody yeah. was like, we don't want him. And they just well, kept pushing him. They screwed up because everybody liked Roman. Everybody was pushing for Roman. But when they had Roman win the Royal Rumble that first time, like everybody was turn. pissed because everybody thought it should have been Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That he deserved it more than anybody. And when Daniel Bryan got thrown out of the, the thing, everybody booed the rest of the Rumble because yeah. they didn't care at that point. Because it was Daniel Bryan's turn. It was like... You know, so that's that's the reason. But, and so I think they finally just went with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, people aren't cheering for this guy anyway. And what's funny is that now that he's a heel, you hear more people cheering for him in the audience than what you did before. Well, he's a decent at being a heel. Oh, excuse me. I don't mean to yawn my way through that. I mean, the whole bloodline thing they got going on. He's got this deal with Brock Lesnar and kind of Paul Heyman's in the middle of the two of them. Because Brock keeps saying that Paul's telling him stuff. Yeah. And then Paul's just, and he leaves laughing. And Paul's standing there in the ring with them two like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 they're doing a really good job with the writing and how they're portraying all this. So I think I, I am impressed with how, because I always like to see when a person does their first turn, mm-hmm. just to see how they do it. Right. You know, some people do really well, some people not so well. And you can always tell because those are the ones that don't stay in that character for very long. Right. Or they, they, they start dropping down the card really fast. Right. Because you'll see a guy that's a top tier that'll drop down. Because that's like, it's pissing me off. I mean, I, I know it's the still a championship, the tag team thing, and that's what um, AJ Styles has been involved in. Mm-hmm. But that guy needs to be up in the top, going against the top guys and the top belts every other month or something. Mm-hmm. He's too good to be pushed down like that. Right. So, because he's still, he's probably one of the best in-ring performers they have right now. AJ Styles? Yes. Yeah. He's really good. He's very good. You, I know I keep saying this, you need to start watching um, AEW. Is that good? Is that monster good? Yeah. Mean bean. You need to start watching AEW because I've heard nothing but good things about that. Yeah. And what I have seen from it they do stuff that hasn't been seen in WWE in years. I, I need to start watching just because Jericho's in there. Yeah. Because I still think of all the the new coming. And the Fiend. Well, not the Fiend, but. Yeah, he's something else now. Yeah. But I think that's WWE's stupidest mistake they've made in a while is let that character go. I cannot believe they did that. But as far as new people showing up. Chris Jericho coming to WWE, that is the best build-up I have. They'll, they'll never top that. Mm-hmm. It's the best one they've ever done. Because he came in in the year, right at the year 2000. Uh-huh. Right? So, like, a few months in, or, well, there's still a few months to go for the end of 1999. And then just randomly during a show, this quick little thing would pop up on the uh, Titan Tron. Mm-hmm. And it would go away. Everybody was, and they didn't let on about who it was or what was going on. And it was almost like a little static thing would come mm-hmm. on. And then one night, it was like right before the New Year's, uh, during a live show, or like the week before, 
they are about well, let me back up a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. a countdown timer just briefly popped up on the screen that fast and went away right and everybody's like ooh what is that and then next week it would count down again mm-hmm. and it would pop up real quick and then right during the middle of a show the countdown came on and I think Dwayne the Rock was out there mm-hmm. doing a promo which if you're going to bring somebody in do it when the rock is do there. It, yeah yeah you know he, he, he's going to sell it but they had that countdown start showing up and everybody just went nuts because it had like 30 seconds left or whatever uh-huh. and it started counting down and then you know and it went, the music hit and everything and all of a sudden it said y2j and it had jericho and you see him standing there doing his little pose and oh. everybody went just batshit crazy <laughs> Because it was, I mean, there's never been a build-up as good as that. Did he do Y2J for a few years? He's been Y2J for the a while. The reason I'm asking is because I didn't watch wrestling until I started dating Jared. And that was right. in 2001. Right. And he was still Y2J then, wasn't he? Yeah, he was still Y2J then because I mm-hmm. remember all of that. And yeah. I remember because he would do the countdown. He would have the, the countdown and all the music and everything. Sorry about that, guys. The dog is being messed with. Stop. What? But, um, and you, they're. It was the dogs. I know. They're Kid didn't do anything. Your dog came in here and started messing with this one. This one was fine. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Uh, but I remember him coming out, and I remember him doing the, the arms out, and I remember the countdown, and, you know, the fancy jacket, and, you know, the Y2J, and all that other stuff. But that was well after the year 2000, because I didn't start watching wrestling until after 2001. And I remember one of my first dates with Jarrett, he took me to a WrestleMania party at his house. And I had never been exposed to any of this stuff, right? Right. And, so, and you're probably like, what the hell is going on? No, like all these people, we were, we were around and we were watching wrestling and all these people were around. My boyfriend, she's there. Yeah, and, and everybody was watching and I was like looking around and they were all cheering and all this other stuff. And I was like, these guys know this is fake, right? Well, see, that's still one of my favorite things I hear people say. It's like, you know that's fake, right? I'm like, yeah, no shit. I know it's fake. I don't watch it because I think it's real. And I always ask them, have you ever been to a movie? Do you like that movie? What's your favorite movie? <laughs> you know that no, movie's fake, fake right? right? <laughs> people don't watch wrestling because they know it's real. They think it's real. Well, I take it back. Some people may still. But that was back when, and more so back when kayfabe was still a thing. Yeah. Now it's, everybody yeah, knows everybody they're playing knows. their yeah, character. Because you have so many of these outreach programs that they're doing. Like, yeah. don't be a bully and... The Connor's Cure, and they always have people go to this show or do these uh, outreach programs, and you'll have like major heels there doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Back in the 80s and 90s, you would never see a heel doing any kind of outreach program. Oh, no, because they had to maintain all of that stuff. Right. What's up? What is a heel? A, a heel is a bad, bad guy. guy. Oh. Yeah. Like you have a baby face who's the good guy. That everybody cheers for, and then you have the heel who's the bad guy. Right. And they fight against each other. And so, like, if you and I were to fight, I would be the baby face and you would be the heel because I'm the liked person. 
<laughs> and what's really funny is that sometimes you'll have people, you'll have wrestlers who are out there and they're supposed to be the heel, but the crowd is cheering for them because they're supporting them, and so they have to turn them into a face character. That ha- that's happened more than once. The best one ever was Rusev. Rusev was a very good heel. Rusev is a, yeah, you know, he's an excellent heel. I mean, he was winning all kinds of matches, and uh, he started talking about Rusev Day and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Well, that took off. And even when he would be out there, like one time he broke character in the ring. Mm-hmm. Cutting a promo, he broke character. Because he was out there doing the the bad guy Rusev thing, and they kept chanting Rusev Day, and he just started... Just going with it. He, he smiled. Yeah. And at that point, they had to flip him. Yeah. But... Well, One of my other favorite ones was Kurt Angle. Yes, when he because his came music, out, you know, does that da 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 da, da and they go, "You suck." Yeah. Well, when he left from an injury, he was a major heel character, mm-hmm. and he left for injury. And when he came back, you know, surprise return. Still a heel. Still a heel. They're doing the same. You suck at him and everything. And he gets down to the ring, and he's just doing his heel, his best heel deal. And then he gets in the ring, he's talking, and he's like, you know what? Screw it. I can't help it. I freaking love that. I missed it so much. And he runs off up the ramp. And and you hear him on the mic, all right, hit my music again. I want to hear that again. And, and, he, and he comes back out and says, I've missed this so much. And, and that second right there, they had to basically redo everything for him. Because now he's a face. Because now he's a face. And But he still wanted people to chant the you suck part. Yeah. Well, you know, well, I mean, that's, you know, that's part of it. That's just... It's the showmanship. You suck. You suck. Yeah. That's just... Yeah, that's great. And, and I, I can vividly remember The Rock doing a heel turn in the middle of the ring. But this was a planned heel turn. Yeah. He's he's done heel turns and face turns in the middle of the ring many times. Well, yeah, a lot of people have. Yeah, because he'll come out... What, what was he doing? I can't remember... He was out there with some 